Hello everyone and welcome to the Tech Journal. My name is Mark van Rijmenam and I am the digital speaker. In this series I project my digital twin into cyberspace to bring you the latest and greatest from the digital world. I cover all the latest digital news, from blockchain and crypto through to quantum computing and AI. I also always try to take it a step further and look into what these digital innovations mean for our personal and professional lives. Let's take a quick look at what I'm covering on today's show. Amazon finds itself in hot water with the EU after potentially violating antitrust laws. To censor or not to censor? That is the question on everyone's lips right now, as multiple powers play with the ideas of censoring the digital sphere. But first, our data is being pillaged before our very eyes. But who is standing up for us? Let's take a look. So get comfortable, sit back, and let us start speaking digital. Since the dawn of digitalization, a war has been waged for a resource far more valuable than gold, but more abundant than Facebook users. Data. Data has proven so valuable that the tech giants built their empires upon it. But our governments have not been standing idly by, no. Over the past couple years, the EU has been ramping up their efforts to protect the rights and data of EU citizens. In 2018, the EU brought the EU General Data Protection Regulation GDPR, into law, upheld by the DPC, the lead European Union re regulator. The DPC used these regulations to investigate Instagram recently, over reports that they failed to protect user data, allowing children's emails and phone numbers to be made public, breaking privacy laws. A US-based data scientist, David Steer, brought this to the public's attention. Last year, David analyzed almost 200,000 Instagram profiles. Then, with the data he found, he estimated that at least 60 million profiles belonging to minors under the age of 18 were given an easy way to convert their profiles into business accounts, which then makes their, their phone numbers and email addresses public information. Facebook, Instagram's parent company, rejected the claims, but was cooperating with the DPC. This accusation comes amidst another claim that in May 2019, 49 million Instagram users' contact details were stored in an unsecured online database in India, leading to accusations of mishandling personal information. Facebook's data abuses don't just stop there though. Facebook recently found itself being sued for a second time over its links to Cambridge Analytica. They are being accused once again of sharing user data with the company without the user's consent, breaching EU law. The group Action Lawsuit, which human rights campaigner Alvin Carpio brought to, to Facebook, is the largest to date, representing almost the 1.1 million UK users thought to have had their data shared with Cambridge Analytica. The case aims to, and I quote, redress and seek compensation for the persistent mass misuse of personal data." Unquote. The suit also, also alleges that by taking data without consent, Facebook failed to meet its legal obligations under the Data Protection Act 1998. With all this in mind, securing data has never been one of Facebook's strong points, with the company being charged half a million pounds, so roughly $700,000, uh, um, back in 2019 for its involvement in the Cambridge Analytica scandal. If we all think back to 2018, Facebook shared data belonging to 87 million users 
with the political consultancy Cambridge Analytica without user consent. If anything, the 2018 scandal stands only as a testament to how ineffective half a million pound fines are when trying to deter a company who made $70 billion the same year. But what can we do then? Constant court battles are a lengthy and expensive process, which does not guarantee any results. And even when it does, the fines are more pocket change for the companies involved. A possible solution being tried is differential privacy. Simply, differential privacy will make data impossible to attribute to any to an, uh, to an individual. The goal is to maximize the use of data while not harming an individual's privacy, allowing organizations and groups to collect and share general data about demographics while keeping the raw data inaccessible and the identities of the individuals private. The system will be trialed in the 2020 American Census, the largest application to date. While this seems like a good compromise, I cannot see an end to this while we, the users, are not asked for consent. And we won't be given that option willingly, as the option to consent implies power, something the tech giants are doing everything possible to keep in their hands alone, breaching antitrust laws. While the digital world almost having completed its transformation from a frontier to a colony, it is beginning to look more like an endgame monopoly board. The EU has hit Amazon with formal antitrust charges over its treatment of 150,000 merchants. The company is accused of abusing data by using live third-party vendor data when deciding business strategy in a way that appears, and I quote, uh, to distort genuine competition. Separately, German competition authorities have been investigating Amazon's use of data for two years now, but have yet to bring charges. The investigation into Amazon comes after the competition issues EU commissioner recently fined Google nearly $10 million for breaching antitrust laws and opened a twin antitrust inv investigation into Apple. Initially, the US criticized the EU for coming down on American companies. However, since then, the US, US Department of Justice sued Google after a 16-month investigation into the tech giant. They found that the deal between Google and Apple, where Google paid $8 to $12 billion to be the default search engine on Apple products, breached antitrust laws. In the meantime, Apple has already begun developing its own search engine to replace Google on its devices possibly setting the scene for another future antitrust breach. The outcome of these cases will quite literally shape the digital world's future, as the power and reach of tech giants is put to the test. If the monopolies succeed, there is no limit to, control, to the control they would have over public discourse, reaching heights print media would never even dreamed of. Unlimited control over what people see or do or not see would be theirs. One inescapable effect about digitalization is that while it gives people access to more information than at any other point in history, it also gives private businesses the power to censor more than at any other point in history. First, Facebook announced it will extend its ban on political ads in the US going into 2021. In an attempt to hold back the surge of misinformation post-American election. Twitter and Facebook began taking an active role in self-censorship 
after Facebook found itself in front of major world governments having to explain why it lets misinformation, including misleading political ads, go unchallenged on its platform. Not everyone is on board with Facebook's self-censorship though, as US lawmakers recently voted to subpoena Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, the chief executives of Facebook and Twitter, after both platforms censored conservative viewpoints. Ironically, while American lawmakers seek to stop private companies from censoring, the Thai government seeks to force digital news and media outlets to self-censor as social tension tighten. In Thailand, pro-democracy and anti-monarchy posts are the target of censorship, and where the authorities cannot force Facebook to oblige, individuals find themselves in prison for social media posts. News organizations from the BBC to Bangkok Post found themselves censored online mid-publication. Reporters from Chaos English also reported police using signal jammers to stop Facebook Live videos. Thailand is a great model for what digital censorship really looks like right now. And security officers are looking into 300,000 URLs of individual social media users and websites publishing controversial opinions. The Thai authorities went so far as to arrest a handful of students for, for their Facebook posts, while in an unrelated case, they imprisoned an American for two months for writing a series of bad reviews on TripAdvisor. While the Americans aim for complete digital freedom and the Thai look to restrict free speech, in the Indian government is looking to install a similar version of Chinese digital censorship. The Indian government has ordered that all digital news, social media and video streaming platforms like Netflix and Amazon Prime need to subject to the state regulation, stoking fears of increased censorship of digital media. Digital rights activist and founder of MediaNama, Nikhil Pava, recently said, and I quote, the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting, essentially India's Ministry of Truth, is now in a position to regulate online news and entertainment. We will see a greater exercise of government control and censorship, unquote. It does not stop there, though, as the UK government also found itself in a censorship debate. British politicians have made calls to force social media giants like Facebook to censor anti-vaccination claims as disinformation on the, on the platform. The concept of digital censorship is a difficult one to consider. On one hand, we in the West have freedom of speech, which stretches to the digital sphere. This new sphere gives anyone unfettered access to platforms capable of reaching millions of people. Is increased censorship necessary as the digital world gives increased access to global platforms? This would open a Pandora box of censorship. An uncontained spread of uncensored misinformation can do untold damage as well, while at the same time a hypersensitive society lacks freedom. Society needs to be careful that through censorship, or the lack thereof, we do not lose our freedoms. And so we must limit the power of governments and corporations' ability to censor, while affording the same organizations eno uh, enough power to maintain order. The censorship tightrope is a high and narrow one. We must tread a fine line or risk failing to the one extreme. And on that rather somber digital note, that is all we have time for today. I have been your host, Mark Verrijminom, The Digital Speaker, and this has been your Tech Journal. Do not forget to hit, to hit the like and subscribe buttons, and I will see you next time for your information download. Stay digital.